So good to see you, even though I can't see you. It's another beautiful day in the neighborhood. And I'm so excited to have you here at the Perseverance Podcast. My name is Kelvin, as well known as the Deafblind Potter. And here, we look at lives where we persevere through them. And today's guest, you're going to be amazed about this woman. She truly has a heart for her children a heart for those who are in need. She truly is let God help her through the most darkest times this last year in her life. So you ready to go on this journey with me? Let's do this. Persevering is what can allow you to overcome. But you have to find joy in the pain that you live with. It's not going to be easy. But the reward and the character that you will build in persevering through your challenges will be so rewarding. It will give you so much hope. Are you ready to persevere through your challenges? Let's do this. Hey, hey, hey. So I have Pamela Renfro. You recognize that name, right? So welcome, Pamela, to the Perseverance Podcast. Thank you. Good to be here. So you're, you're Spencer's mom. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about your experience with this journey that Spencer went through. And I'm excited to see how God is going to use this Perseverance Podcast through your story to help another mom that had gone through your shoes persevere as well. Mm-hmm. First question I have for you is, when did you accept Christ, and when did that journey start for you? I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior when I was in third grade, mm-hmm. and I was in a group called Pioneer Girls. We were at a sleepover in the church, and they were telling us how to accept the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior, and I did that evening, and I've always been a good, obedient girl. <laughs> I've never been one of those that are outside the box, I guess. But that's when my journey began. When did you become a prayer warrior? I would say I feel like I've always been one. But then when I went through a Bible study, and it was just a light bulb came on, and I just knew that I do have the gift of faith. Faith is exhibited by one with a strong and unshakable confidence in Christ. I believed in his promises, power of prayer to affect miracles, to help them happen. And I was in prayer groups in our neighborhood, at church, and on the prayer chain. And it's always kind of just been something I've really enjoyed doing. I want to tell you all, this woman is a prayer warrior. I've seen it firsthand. It truly a testament how God has molded you as the prayer warrior that you are. And it's super inspiring. Would you say that this helps you persevere through your challenges? It for sure does help us persevere 
But I have to say, with Spencer's accident, I was numb. I didn't know what to pray for, because you always want to have God's will be done. But I didn't know if I wanted to pray that, because I didn't know if God was going to take Spencer. And it was through all the other prayer warriors that stood behind me and lifted me up is how I made it through. I do know I had the spiritual gift of faith, and I believed in my Lord Jesus Christ that no matter what, he was there for me, and he was going to hold me up, and he was going to help me through this. If Spencer died or if he lived, I was going to be able to make it through because I knew Jesus Christ was going to help me through it. And there are just so many prayer requests when there's such a severe car accident that the list is so long, you just don't even know where to begin to pray. Anytime we get together and Spencer has new guests at the table, he loves to say you and Scott are not just high school sweethearts, but junior high sweethearts. So tell us about how you guys met. I was in sixth grade and Scott was in the seventh grade. (laughs) I was on a bus ride home from Estes Park girls basketball game. That's where it all began and started liking each other. I had always grown up knowing that I am not going to be one of those girls that say, I love you to just anybody. I did not tell Scott I loved him till his senior year. We were very close friends, and I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going to be just throwing those three words out just to anybody. His senior year and my junior year, I knew I loved him, and thank goodness he loved me back. We made it through those college years, going to different colleges, and then he tells everybody he chased me out to California, where I was at the time. So as you got got married and started to build your family, you guys went through some journeys. What happened in your life during that time? Derek and Spencer were a journey in itself. Um, They were diagnosed with dyslexia in first grade, and so that was a big time for prayer and getting through that that especially it was kind of still new at the time and Mm -hmm. people still didn't know how to teach little kids and so that was a big learning curve and big prayer time and then scott ran for senate and scott is a very conservative republican and we had death threats at times our church was just amazing. They would just hold us up in prayer, and there were a few policemen in our church that would just periodically drive by the house and pray over us. It was just a really cool time, but that also meant a very hard time for all my kids in school. Our oldest got called out a lot, made her grow in her faith. Each of them, Sylvia had to go through that, and then Vivian, she had to go through it also. All three of the girls did. And then, again, Derek and Spencer, they were fourth grade, maybe third grade, and they had a soccer coach when he found out that their dad was senator. He was very upset that we were for life and against abortion, and he was kind of rude to Derek and Spencer, and Spencer and Derek were like, you can't kill a baby. And they knew that it was a baby in the womb, and it was just such a testament to all those prayers and mm. teaching kids, being honest with them about what the Bible says. And it is just through lots of prayer and lots of outside help, meaning grandparents, friends, church. But then, unfortunately, Spencer started to draw away from the Lord in high school, and I don't know if this is a true statement, but I almost felt like he was a pathological liar. And boy, does that hurt a mama's heart 
and call him out on it and explain to him that it's going to keep going downhill. And unfortunately, one lie leads to another. You just keep praying for your kiddos. Sometimes you don't know how God's working, but he was falling away from the Lord and from our family. It was a very hard time. How many kids do you have? We have five. Three girls and then Derek and Spencer are twins. I met Derek and I met Sylvia, and they're awesome. I have become a very big fan of the Renfro family. When I think of you, I think of as a mother bear. As a true example of a mom that is there for her kids and there for her home, there for her husband. As you led to a little bit here about Spencer, tell us, as he got graduated high school, COVID has hit, where were you going with your prayer time? Spencer just was not his self anymore. He definitely was into drugs. We found cocaine in his room. We knew he was smoking pot, and we knew he was drinking. You just pray, Lord, please bring Spencer back. We just keep saying in our prayers that we want our children to be a light for you, Jesus. And Spencer was not a light. Then you get to the point where you're desperate, and you're like, just do anything you can, Lord, to bring him back, because this is not good. And it took a couple years for God to answer that prayer, because it still kept going down, downhill. Spencer went off to college, and you just think, oh, well, he'll be away from his friends. That'll be a good thing. And so we even had him go to Arizona Christian University, where Sylvia went, and she thrived. And we're just hoping the same for Spencer. And it got worse. I was hoping that going to a Christian school would change him. Someone would speak life into him. Hit him upside the head where he's like, okay, let's change my attitude here. Uh, No, it got worse. His friends that he found there, their parents probably felt the same way. Great, he's going to a Christian school. Things will get better. We said, okay, we're not paying any more money for college. So he came home halfway through the year, and we're going to have him just start going to Ames. Unfortunately, Dad was getting really upset. He was ready to ship him off to military, even though I was not a fan of that. Then the accident happened, and I would like to share a little quote that Spencer had put in Instagram just a couple weeks before he left school. He said, even a glow stick needs to be broken a few times before it can glow. When we found that, just like days after his accident, wow, even Spencer knew he needed to be broken, and Jesus broke him. And now he's glowing. He's a really shining, bright glow stick. I want to speak to you parents. Don't give up on praying on your kids. We look at the Rimpo family, but this is a solid family. But each person has a choice. If we're going to go down the path that God wants for us, or go down the path that we want for ourselves. If you listen to this podcast, and you're still going down the wrong path, you better watch out. You don't know what the final call is going to be. But I want you to understand that God has a plan for you, but you have to be willing to follow His plan. And if you get too far away from His plan, He will bring you back. And you might have to deal with a lot more pain than you currently got now. If you're listening, reach out to me and just say, I need help. Pam, let's talk about the accident. Where were you? And how did you get the news? And what did you end up having to do? 
Scott and I were on vacation, and I remember even telling Spencer face-to-face, stay out of trouble while I am gone. I want you here when I get back. And who would have ever thought those were the words I was saying to him that would actually come true. And we were in Hawaii, we were at Pearl Harbor, and we got a phone call. Doctors told us that he had the the GCS scale, he was at a three, so they labeled him brain dead. Fire department got there, they could not find a pulse on him. They thought he was dead, they helped the other passenger first, and then called the coroner's office and buckled him and got him out of the car, and he breathed a big breath of life. They were amazed, and they flew him off in the helicopter, and then the doctors said he was gone again at the hospital, and they put ventilators on him and brought him back and called us and asked if we wanted to keep him on a ventilator, and we're like, yes, keep him on a ventilator. There was no promise he would be alive when we got to the hospital. God was so gracious in everything how he orchestrated this because that was the only way he knew Spencer was going to come back close to Jesus. Amazingly, he was in an accident one mile within Weld County, which was a big blessing. Laramie County would have been more out for Scott than they would have been helping get this young man back on his feet. The passenger was not killed. He wasn't Mm. even barely hurt. Just Spencer was, and that's what God wanted to do is get Spencer's attention. Then we found a flight that was going to be leaving in four hours. And thank goodness we were on the main island and we could get a straight flight to Colorado. We'd had no layovers. We got to the hospital the next day about 8.30 in the morning. And the doctors still were not hopeful at all. They told us that he would most likely not make it. And Mm -hmm. if we kept him on the ventilator, he was going to be a vegetable We kept him on the ventilator, and he slowly began improving, and then he had a stroke and had to have a shunt put in and a stent put in, and the doctors told us that he was going to be in the hospital for at least a year to two years, if Mm -hmm. we're lucky, because of all the brain damage that has happened, and we started a prayer request because everybody wanted to know how Spencer was. So we started a Spencer update, and we sent it out almost daily. It was just amazing because I didn't know what to pray for half the time. The body of Christ is amazing. They were all over the world. We're praying for Spencer and for our family. Spencer didn't say his first words until a month and a half after his accident Mm -hmm. and still wasn't able to follow commands very well, like raise your thumb, wiggle your toes, blink your eyes. Prayer really did sustain us and keep us going through all that. And it's been a long haul. It was really hard for me because I was being very selfish. I felt like, okay, my kids are out of the house. Scott and I get to be together. We get to travel. I was so excited for that time. And so we started the year out with a trip to Hawaii. And I was so mad because I didn't get to, quote unquote, do what I want to do. And then I was reading a book and I came across a quote 
that just slapped me across the face so hard. It's cease endlessly striving to do what you want to do and learn to love what must be done. I wanted to do things that I wanted to do, and I had regrets of what was happening to me, and I had to learn to love what must be done, and I truly do love taking care of my son. And I've always loved being a mom, and I've always loved being a wife and taking care of my home and taking care of my family, And but then it was my turn. Now it's about me. Well, God's like, no, it's not about you, Pam. But now I have prayed, Lord, help me to love what must be done. And when Spencer came home, it was even harder because he couldn't dress himself. He couldn't go to the bathroom. He couldn't shower. He couldn't brush his teeth. I had to learn to love to do that all over again. And I do. I love it. I love helping him learn Braille. I love helping him learn the ukulele. I love helping him get a glass of water. Sometimes he gets confused where the bathroom is. So I love helping him find the bathroom. Spencer is doing amazing now. Just so all the listeners know, he doesn't need help getting dressed. He doesn't need help with the bathroom. He doesn't need help with the basics anymore. But when he needs help with that, I love helping him. And I love helping my kids walk through this journey also because it has affected each of them differently. But that has been my new prayer. Lord, help me love to do what must be done because it's not fun if I can't do it with Jesus and Jesus helps it go a lot smoother. (laughs) I see it when I'm with you. And I think what's amazing is every time I come to your home, I feel like I've come to a retreat. Now, Spencer is gaining the same benefit. And it's amazing to watch you taking care of your adult son and loving him where he is and helping him heal. Because Spencer has a purpose. Spencer is going to do some amazing stuff. And we both know we work on today's challenges so then we can make tomorrow's better. And we've seen that in his progress. And how he's grown and who he is, it goes through the testament that you have been a key player. And I love how you said, I was selfish. But then you learn to take that selfishness and turn it into love of doing what God wants you to do. And that is so beautiful. You're still molded the way God created you to be. It just changed the destination. Being around you and being around your family has truly opened my eyes to see it's okay for God to change your plans. But know when God changes your plan, fall in love with his plan. And I truly have watched you do that with Spencer. And I've watched you even do that with your other kids. I love how you've been obedient. Even though everybody should be angry. Everybody should be cursing God. That's what the world tells us to do. But you took your pain and said, I will rejoice. And because you rejoice, we are looking at the fruit of that joy. I just can't wait. How God's going to use Spencer, which is it's just incredible. 
It doesn't matter how much pain you're going to face in your life. What it matters is you're going to allow that pain to dictate the sorrow or you're going to allow that pain to dictate the joy in your life. Because remember, joy is not happiness. Joy is a lifestyle. It's a way you deal with your pain. And it gives off flavors of happiness, but it gives you the ability to fall in love with God himself. Praise Jesus. He's filling me up uh, every day. Can't do it without him. It's still extremely beautiful and extremely amazing. It is such a beautiful testament on how God is using you and working in your life. Did the healing come in the way you thought it was going to come? For sure not. No one ever prays that your son is on his deathbed for the healing to come. I did not pray that, but Spencer is so on fire for Jesus, Mm -hmm. and he has become a prayer warrior, and it's mainly Spencer now praying. He says, oh, Mom, we need to pray for this, and we break out in prayer. He thinks of things I don't even think of to pray for anymore, and and they're big, monumental things that Mm -hmm. I should have thought of, but they're on Spencer's heart now. And it's so cool to see how Spencer has grown through this. No, I never prayed for that type of injury for my son. Not only was he on his deathbed, but he has lost his vision. So that is a whole new learning curve there too. He is not bitter about it. I don't know if he praises Jesus for it yet. We'll get there. But boy, does he love Jesus, and he is on fire for the Lord, and it is really, really fun and humbling to watch. That's something to remember. I want to encourage everybody. God will blow your mind away in how he's going to heal a situation. He will do the way he sees best. All we have to do is go for the ride. It's not easy. The reason why I had Pamela on this podcast that I wanted you to see from her perspective, she was rough. She had to go through the challenges that she had to face. And I want you as an individual to know you're going to get rocked. It might not be this extreme, but you will get rocked in this lifetime. Are you prepared to get rocked? And are you ready to persevere through that challenge? So, Pamela, thank you for being on the Perseverance Podcast. And I am so excited to go on this journey with you and Spencer and the Rimpo family. Thank you. It is exciting, and we just praise Jesus for Spencer being here with us, and we actually do praise Jesus for his blindness because Mm -hmm. we know that if he had his vision, he wouldn't rely on Jesus, and now he doesn't get to see light, but he has the light of Jesus living within him, and he's glowing really bright now. So that wraps up the Perseverance Podcast. Here comes the Perseverance Corner And this verse is going to impact your life because this truly is the Job story. And so I want you to remember, you can blame God for the pain that you face. But if you rejoice God for that pain, he will then provide more than you can ever imagine. So here comes the verse and follow that will be the announcement. 
Job 23, 8, 11. Behold, I go forward, but he is not there, and backward, but I do not perceive him. On the left hand when he is working, I do not behold him. He turns to the right hand, but I do not see him, but he knows the way that I take. When he has tried me, I shall come out as gold. My foot has held fast to his steps. I have kept his way and have not turned aside. So here are the announcements. When this podcast comes out, I'm going to be at CSUN. Hopefully I've seen you there and you got to see the see me cane. But something that I need you to be praying for. Roberta, who is somebody that's been helping me run Deathline Potter, run the Perseverance podcast, and really helping me run my business. Her last day is April 1st. And she is going to go and continue to be a stay-at-home mom. And so she's going to be stepping back from Deathline Potter and everything that she's been doing. And she's been amazing at it, too. I mean, the content that you see today is heavily involved with her. Which means I need your help to find an assistant that can help me run my business. Help me run the Perseverance Podcast. Help me run Deathline Potter as well. Help me run See Me Kane. What does this person need to have? They gotta love what I do. They they gotta love Deathline Potter. They gotta love Perseverance Podcast. And they gotta love See Me Kane. Also, you got to be extremely organized. Roberta will help you and make sure that you're just as organized as she is or even more. (laughs) And lastly, you have to be able to come to San Diego at least twice a month to do video recording with me so that we can get content out in a timely manner. We do a lot of batch content creation. So if this is something that you would like, definitely hit the link in the notes below. Come and apply today. Lastly, we launched our pre-order last month, and it's been doing really, really well. But I need your help. My goal in 2023 is to raise $100,000 to give away 1,000 semi canes. That way, I can officially launch the semi Foundation Program to give away semi cane at a really low cost at $35 to individuals that can't afford the semi cane. And I need your help to do that. So you can do that at semecane.com. The link will be in the description down below. Let's help provide a lighted blind cane to every blind person in this world. And you can be a part of that journey with me. I just want to thank you for coming along this journey with me. I have a special guest coming next month that I think is going to hit home for a lot of you. A lot of you will know who this individual is. He's been in the spotlight, but at the same time, this person has a story that will empower so many other people's lives and help them persevere through them too. So like I always say, go live beyond your challenges, and I'll see you next month. Now you're ready to persevere for your challenges today. Thank you for joining me on the Persevering Podcast. If you'd like to get a hold of me, you can email me at kelvin at perseveringpodcast.com. You can also follow me 
on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Deafblind Potter. If you'd like to buy some merch or some Deafblind Potter pieces, you can go to DeafblindPotter.com. Please give us a five-star rating and subscribe to the Persevering Podcast so you don't miss an episode. That way, you and I can continue living beyond our challenges and persevering through them too.